Welcome to Scrunchy Time. I'm Nicole Hegstead, your fertility advocate. After six years of infertility and three miscarriages, I decided that I needed to become the advocate for my own body. If you're exhausted from struggling to get pregnant and want to know more about how I can help, check out my website at www.nicolehegstead.com. And I'm B. Wild, speaking up for children in a world where mental and physical health of the next generation is being disregarded. I'm here to dish out the tough love truths that we need to wake up to as parents and Christians. If you're fed up with mixed opinions and ready to advocate for your own child, check out my website at www.thebewildlife.com. Put your hair up and pay attention while we discuss today's hottest topics concerning female hormones and healthy kiddos. We aren't silky. We aren't crunchy. We're We're scrunchy. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you want to hear more, hit that subscribe button. And a special thank you to those who make this financially possible. To support this podcast, please follow the link in our description. Hi, welcome back to Scratchy Time. All right, well, so it's mid-January, and we want to talk about listening to your body (laughs) and just following its guidance, really. (laughs) That sounds really fluffy. Anyway, but... But really, like, being in tune with your body, like, I'm so sick of, like, people who want to, like, tell you to force your body to do this and work through the pain and, like, all this stuff, and it's not true. Like, our bodies know what they're doing. We need to listen to them. God created us to live, to survive, to thrive. Yes, we're all dying constantly, (laughs) but we're all headed that way but we are still in the stages of thriving, even at older ages, but particularly us and our children, we are in the stage of thriving and our bodies do not want to die. Our bodies do not want to kill ourselves. I hate it when people are like, my body hates me. That drives me insane. And I used to be one of those people. And until you understand what your body, until you stop and listen to your body, that sounds so stupid. (laughs) Once you actually know what your body is doing. So um, that's what we want to talk about today is just slowing down, being in tune with your body and listening to all its signs, symptoms, signals, and all of that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) I'm laughing because I've been saying that like for the last two weeks. And so it's really funny because my, you know, my sleeping patterns are off and I can't figure out what's going on with them. So I'm literally like, so I'm awake because my body hates me. (laughs) No, it's what you're doing to your body. Sometimes, but anyway, no, yeah. That's a different thing, but anyway, yes. I've been I've been laughing, like my body's literally torturing me right now. <laughs> I am not listening to my body, which is what we're going to talk about. So yep. my biggest Well, thing- and we've talked about that, or doing what your body needs. Like yes. we've talked about, you need to be earthing, because yep. that's why your sleeping patterns are off, because right. you yes. don't know what time it is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and I think and I drank coffee today as well. So this really follows our last podcast of like, we're just going with it. Like we understand our lives do not line up right now with what we're doing. And I'm really hyper right now. Yes, so. you are. <laughs> I had, I don't drink coffee very often. And today it was like, no, I'm getting coffee. And so, yeah, this podcast is going to be great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, can I talk now? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm teasing. My biggest ones that I like to point to are uh, thirst, hunger, and then of course going to the bathroom. Those are three things that 
all people experience and can understand. <laughs> At least you should be. <laughs> basis. And it's, it's something that everybody would, would relate with and say, yeah, when I'm thirsty, I need to drink water. When I'm hungry, I need to eat. When I need to go to the bathroom, I should go to the bathroom, right? Now, some of us have different lifestyles where we need to hold it in. Others can go whenever we need to. Uh, some of us can have access to water. Some of us don't, you know, all the things there. But I'm, we're not going to talk about what we should or should not be doing. We're going to talk about listening to our bodies. So the reason I bring- Well, or just being more mindful, even in those situations, though, you can be more mindful of it and know that this is what I should be doing. And that helps. It really does. Yes. And we can talk about that, but yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Sometimes even to say to your body internally, you know, you don't have to talk out loud or to yourself or something, but like, just to be like, I understand that you need to go to the bathroom. We're yeah. going to find a spot soon, I promise, you know? And I have found my body will actually calm down and be like, okay, I can wait, you know? And it, yeah. that you're recognizing, I've heard you and we're going to get to that and you're okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but those are three, the, the reason I like to, to go to those three things is those are the most basic forms of listening to your body. Those are the most basic, anyone, like if you say you need to listen to your body and people are like, oh, that's woo-woo. And you can go back to, okay, well, when you get thirsty, should you drink water? Everybody's going to say yes. Everybody understands that that is your body talking to you. And mm-hmm. Well, or you know, there's even this article going around on Facebook. I don't know who's all seen it, how popular it is. Depends on who you're associating with, probably. But the trees talk to each other. There's been studies now showing that that trees underground through their root system and the fungi, the fungi, not even the trees themselves, can pass nutrients back and forth, can communicate. I'm sick. I have a disease, and they'll shuffle whatever they need to that other tree. Yeah. But our bodies can't take care of ourselves. God designed the whole, you know, world to care for itself, to provide for each other. But us as human beings don't have that instinct. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So this is not woo-woo at all. This is very, very logical, scientific, like all the things. It makes complete sense. Absolutely. I agree. I agree 100%. And uh, we wouldn't have those instincts if it wasn't. You know, so many people are like, I just felt like I should blah, 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 blah you know, and then I did and it worked out or, oh, I knew I should have, like, how many times are you headed out the door and you think I should grab that book? We'll just use that as an example. And you think, well, that's weird. I won't need that book. And you're like, no, you should really grab that book. And you go out the door without the book and you get to wherever you are and you're like, oh, like it's instinct. Your body knows things. And so I think, I think it's a big deal to, to listen to that instinct and to listen to the inner voice. Yeah. Well, even in writing and books and TV shows, you know, we, we get the vibe. We feel like, yes, this, this is all real. It's all very real. So why would we have those as sayings and everybody knows what we mean, but then when we actually apply it to our lives, it doesn't work. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's obviously very real. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So then I think the next layer to that is kind of your cravings and your urgings, you know, um, when you, when you step beyond your basic function as a body of consumption and waste, you've got specific needs that you need and that's where your cravings come in. You know, I'm craving something spicy or I'm craving something sweet or I'm craving cayenne pepper or I'm craving like it, it goes all the way from, you know, oh, I need something in this flavor category to I need broccoli right now, 
you know, yeah. and, and you've got people, I remember all through my teens, I craved blueberries like massively because my mom didn't like blueberries. And so we didn't have blueberries in our house. So it was kind of a funny thing. My mom was really big on not like, if she didn't like something, it didn't matter. Like if people in the house liked it, she would buy it. So she, she normally wasn't like that, but with blueberries, for some reason, they just didn't end up in our house a lot. And probably because they're expensive, blueberries are an expensive fruit. And it was just kind of viewed as a luxury item. And so when I started actually making money as a teenager, I would go to the store and buy the blueberries. <laughs> like that's how much I craved blueberries. That's because I was missing the antioxidants that are in blueberries that are amazing and super, super needed. Yep. And so I, I like to encourage people, you know, if you're craving something, I mean, even if it's like, even if it's Doritos, you know, even if it's something that you would say, well, that's not healthy for you. There's something in it that you're needing for some reason. And yep. your body, the, the reason you're probably craving something that's unhealthy is that your body doesn't know where it is in the healthier foods. And that's probably yep. what's going on is it's in carrots too, but your body only recognizes that it's in potato chips because yep. it's doesn't, it, you're not eating enough carrots to say, oh, this isn't carrots. I'm actually craving carrots, you know? And so you know, while you expand your fruit and vegetable intake, give into that, that craving and eat the potato chip, because if your body is craving it, then there's something in it. And I will go even a step further. If your body is craving it, even though there's something bad in it, your body needs whatever it's craving in it more than the bad thing will harm your body. And so your body, again, your body is not trying to kill you, right? Your body is not out to get you. Your body does not want to die. And so your body is saying, yeah, there's some really bad crap in that, but the nutritional thing that I need in it is more important than whatever that crap is. And so yep. eat the potato chip. Like that's a really big thing for me. Another, yep. another really big one with cravings. Um, the only place that cravings will steer you wrong is if you are under a lot of stress, because mm -hmm. what your body does is it says, I need energy and I need it now. And a lot of people have their go-tos. I have ice cream. And it's because sugar is easily converted into energy immediately. It, we digest it super fast. And so if I get stressed, my body says, oh my gosh, there's a lion on the path. We need to run away. What do we need to run away? We need energy. All right, ice cream. And so my body kicks back into that, the, the way our God created our bodies to be. Um, people would also call it like Neanderthal kind of concept. I don't believe in that, but, but it works for the illustration. Like our bodies were created to be able to run away. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that kind of stress response, you can start to crave, um, sugary items. So yeah. that's the only time where I would say, stop and say, you know, is this because this incident just happened? Mm -hmm. Take a breath walk away from the incident and see if you still yep. want that ice cream. And most of the time you won't most of the time. And most of the time, it's not like a long enduring stress that causes that. It's like an instant, like somebody came in and started yep. screaming at you. Then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, I need ice cream. It's because the trick that panic response of like, I'm going to have to run away. And if you can get out of the situation and take a breath, usually that craving will go away. But that's really the only craving yep. that I would suggest to do that through most cravings. I'm going to tell you, eat the potato chip, eat the burger, eat the tomatoes, whatever, whatever it is that you're craving, eat it. Well, I think a great example of that is chocolate, um, especially for women, because we do need chocolate. It's not a coincidence that every woman on the planet 
loves chocolate. Yeah. The thing is, is that we have our milk chocolates and our white chocolates that are loaded with sugar. And yes, that is bad for you, but your body recognizes that small amount, and it is very small, <laughs> of real cocoa powder or cocoa powder in, um, in chocolate and our commercial brands of chocolate. And we can use that. So, you know, in knowing that just like the Dorito chips or whatever you need to do, you know, when you have time, do the research and be like, why am I craving this and go find the real spice or whatever. I could see Dorito chips having an herb or something on them that that's what our body really wants Uh, or the salt intake, you know, go get some Celtic sea salt, you know? Um, but even in chocolate, okay. I, we know women need chocolate. Okay. Let's start replacing that with darker chocolate, better chocolate, cocoa powder in our shakes or whatever. And then your body will recognize that and you won't have the cravings for milk chocolate near as much. I'm not gonna say they're going to go away because a Snickers is a Snickers, but you know, like then you're like, okay, this is what I need. And in those instances, when you have those panic attacks of, I need this, eat the chocolate because you do need this. And that is a healthy, like the good dark chocolate. And that is a good, healthy way to give your body that extra nutrition, nutrition that it needs. And chocolate's a really good example of that. It really is. It really, it, it's classified as a fruit. It grows on trees. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally classified yeah. as a fruit. We, we actually did a chocolate tour when we went to Niagara Falls a couple of years ago for Christmas. Oh yeah. Cool. And, um, she, their, their joke at their factory was that, um, chocolate is classified as a fruit and you should eat all of your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Yep. So, I mean, it's a big, it is a big deal. And I think people don't mm-hmm. understand like chocolate has been so vilified. Yep. And, um, yep. and, and every like coffee, coffee is another one. You know, if we didn't put all the sugar, espresso is really good and it is really good for you in moderation. Like there is health benefits to it. Yep. There's a reason our ancestors drank it every day and still live to be whatever without any of the side effects we have. Absolutely. The reason we have these side effects is because we're dirtying our food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. But, and all, like all of food, I was, I was going to say that too, like all of food has really been vilified. Like I remember when I was in my teens being told that the, the key to dieting is if it tastes good, spit it out. No, no. Like that's the worst thing in the whole wide world. Like our food does not have to taste bad. Our food is not even the bad stuff really isn't that bad. Like, I mean, no, it's changing your taste buds, but, but especially as millennials, we grew up on ramen noodles. Of course, a potato is going to taste bad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just saying too, like, even if something isn't the best for health wise, there is an aspect to it that you're still like, you're still going to live to the next meal. You know, yes. like if you're forced to eat ramen noodles, try not to like ramen noodles are really, really bad for just you. Just don't but trust me. Skip it. I've learned that lesson the hard way. Your body can skip a meal. That's true too. You can skip a meal, but, but there is an aspect that like our bodies are like working through these things and they're, they're constantly healing themselves, you know, yes. and, and we treat our body like, like it's broken, right? We, we always talk about that. Like our bodies are not broken. 
and it, it's a living thing. It's a lot like a plant, right? A lot of people understand plants a lot better than their own bodies. Like if, if a plant wilts, it needs water. If a plant is root bound, it needs more dirt, right? And they give you signs. They start doing weird things. If I have it's a yellow, it needs more sulfur. If it's, yeah, that's yeah. called nutrition. And that's, exactly. our bodies need the same thing. If exactly. we're tired, we need iron. If we're, you know, X, Y, Z, it's the same. Right. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And it's not going to, it's not just going to, like if you put something wrong in a potted plant, the plant is still going to try to survive as long as possible. Like it's not going to just be like, oh, I die. Okay, well, whatever, right? Like it's a living thing. It's still going to fight. It's still going to keep going. Um, I overwatered pansies really bad one year and like they hung on for a good two weeks until the mold just totally killed them, you know? Yeah. Like they weren't like, oh, all right, I'm just dead. You know, same with our bodies. You put something bad in your body, your body doesn't go, all right, it's over, pull the plug, you know, like it's still fighting. It's still trying to live. And so we can heal our bodies through paying attention to these symptoms that it's telling us. Um, and that kind of leads me into my, th our third point, symptoms, listening to symptoms, you know, things like pain, things like acne, things like headaches, um, things like migraines, um, things like irregular cycles. Um, I have a list of probably 30 symptoms that say that your hormones are off. Even when your cycle is still a 28 day cycle. Like it's, it's actually profound to me how many people, how many clients I've had that have a perfect 28 day cycle and like 20 symptoms from, you know, uh, their hormones being off and everything from anger right before your period to acne, to low libido, to infertility, right? Like infertility alone should be a, a sign that something is wrong in your body. Like yeah. something's not working because to work, like if your body was healthy and, and functioning appropriately, you should be able to procreate. That's a natural function of existing. So mm -hmm. something's wrong, right? And like the whole concept behind unexplained infertility just makes me laugh. But uh, <laughs> our tests have come back normal. And so it's just unexplained and we can't tell you what's wrong. Anyway. Yeah. So we need to, it is. It's so messed up. I agree. So we need to be listening to the symptoms as well. So we have, at this point, we have got three, three layers. We've got the thirst, hunger, bathroom layer, which is, would be number one, just basic. Two would be your cravings and your urgings to go for a walk, you know, stretch today, eat a certain food, that kind of thing. And then the third one would be actually tuning into symptoms that, that people would consider to be normal. Like, oh, I just have some acne, you know, I, I just yeah. deal with acne. Well, why? Like there's clearly your body's trying to detox something. So there's probably something backed up in your detox route. Your kidneys or liver are probably backed up in some way. And so you should probably do a detox or your gallbladder, you know, any one of those things. And your skin is actually the last um, detox that there is, which means if you have acne, everything in your body is clogged up every single thing from your digestion to even your lungs you even detox through your lungs and so even your lungs are backed up with gunk if you have acne and that that's a really big thing like and we have so many acne problems in, in yeah. our country like it's just considered especially in kids like that's just normal yeah it really is considered and i remember my dad saying um, we went in somewhere where a kid had really bad acne and he said to my mom when we got in the car, do you remember back when we were kids and someone who had acne like that 
it meant that they were like from the dirty side of town because like they, they like didn't bathe and they were like just dirty people and my mom was like yeah I do remember that and she's like now like everybody has acne like they didn't know why you know right stuck with me like now we all have acne like that in our teens and it's because when they were kids they were all eating whole foods yeah. and had proper exercise and all the things that you were supposed to be doing and it was from the dirty side of town where, you know, you probably weren't getting the nutrition you needed or something to that effect. So there's something going on in this yep. child's life, you know, and now we all live like that, you know, and so now we all have these problems. Um, so I'm just using acne as like one small example of, of all the symptoms that you could be experiencing, but yeah. your body talks to you through these things. And so try not to turn a blind eye to it. I, I feel like for a long time, I've always kind of been like, oh, that hurts. Oh, it'll go away, you know, and you just kind of keep going. And that's, I don't know, that's kind of an American yeah. concept. Yeah. And I was going to touch on that with pain and stuff too. Like we ignore pain. Yes. As crazy as that sounds, we do. We, we complain about it, but we ignore it or we cover it up um, with medication or whatever. And we don't, even, you know, I think it's really interesting. Like the biggest pain a woman can go through is birth, right? And we go through so much study and practice on how to handle that. But even down to our daily lives, we don't apply that. Mm -hmm. And it's just very interesting to me that it takes a traumatic event to learn how to cope with pain versus doing it every day, you know? And even, and so I don't know, in, in our lives, we've started to apply that listening to our bodies and allowing the pain to happen. And, you know, like you stub your toe, you take a deep breath and you recognize it's okay. The pain is good. Allow the pain to happen. It's my body is working for me mm -hmm. and it lessens the pain quite a bit because yeah. you're not hyperventilating. You're not, oh, you know, you're not, you're not fighting against the pain to right. make it stop. You're allowing it to happen and you're allowing the blood to flow to whatever, wherever it needs to go. And and all those things. And that's, that's a big one. And like when we raise our kids thinking that pain is a horrific thing that your body is doing something bad because you're in pain, that just, I mean, just think of how much damage that does yeah. psych psychologically to us, you know, versus allowing the body to work through what it needs to do. It just, it's amazing to me. It's yeah. Amazing. Yes. We've been, we've been dealing with this in our household because I have recently thrown out all of the pain meds. Mm. So someone, I'm not going to say names, but there's two of us in our household, so I'm sure you can figure out who. Someone will get a headache and why don't we have pain meds? And it's, well, honey, like drink some water. Maybe you should eat something like beneficial. Like clearly your body's talking to you. You know, what, what do you think's going on here? Like covering it up is not going to make it go away. And honestly, there have been a few times, I'm not going to lie, in the last few years where, where I've had a headache, they got so bad. I was like, okay, I'm going to die. Like, yeah, these aren't the kind of headaches we're talking about with, with him. No, but, no. Yeah. There's, there's levels, obviously. Absolutely. absolutely. Sure. I had a lacerated spleen yes. four months ago and oh yeah, those pain meds are good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but for me too, I want to know how much worse this is getting, you know, like that's another really big thing. Like when you realize that pain is a symptom, not, not the disease, like the disease is your broken foot. Pain is the symptom of your broken foot. Mm -hmm. Like I want to know 
without having used drugs, like, is this getting worse? Do I need to go in and have this scene? Do I need like, and if we, if we just take drugs to, to medicate that, like, how are we going to know when it gets? Well, the thing with drugs too, and specifically Tylenol for children and like a fever, it actually, what, what the drug is doing is numbing our body's responsive antioxidants. So now we all know we need antioxidants. Antioxidants, I mean, is, is fighting the very core of disease, cancer, all the things for us. And now we are stopping that process. Yes. So not only are we in pain and suffering and there's an issue going on, there's an infection going on or whatever, but now we've stopped our body's natural response to fight that. I actually think that this is where the problem with inflammation has come from mm-hmm. because inflammation in the body is actually fighting a, a, an infection or a, yeah. an injury, right? It's, yeah. Our blood is heightened. Exactly. It's producing a lot of blood, which is why it swells up because there's more blood in that area. It gets hot because the blood flow is higher and it's fighting the infection, et cetera. Sorry. Just explaining what inflammation is like, yeah, yeah. because we don't think of it that way. Right. We think inflammation bad. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And yes. a lot of times there's nothing you need to do about it. Right. So I just wanted to elaborate so, on that. So a lot of times when you get injured, you get the inflammation, you get whatever that is. And, and then, um, whatever that is <laughs> wrong word. Anyway, uh, you get, you get inflammation and then the problem is it won't go away. And mm-hmm. I believe there's two reasons behind that. One is your body is in such a chronic state of distress already that it doesn't have the proper fight and then relax response. Yep because it, it sends the inflammation out, it sends the blood flow out, and it, it, it addresses that one issue, and then it's like, oh, but look over here, we've got another issue. Oh, okay, well, while we're dealing with this, we got another issue, and pretty soon you're inflamed everywhere, and it's a problem. My second, my second thought on that is that we do take pain meds, and so because you're numbing that response, the inflammation doesn't say, okay, you know, shoot all the blood there, deal with this problem, all right, the pain's gone, now we can go back. No, because you numbed it all. Now that's taking this process out way longer than it needs to be. And now you have an inflammation process that's going on. Well, and then how many years have we been doing this? The thing is too, is like now our bodies have to relearn just like learning, like whether you want the salt or the Doritos, it's going to take time to retrain your body. No, it's not the Doritos. It's the salt. Absolutely. And so now you have to retrain your body to be like, no, this is what we need to do and not retrain it, but allow it to do its thing and relearn how to do it. Absolutely. And not only that, but look at the generations there too. Again, you and I are going to have time to recover from that and relearn how to do it. But if you think of it in a three generation span, because that's pretty much what we're dealing with in this issue. If you had your grandparents doing that, you doing that, and now your kids are also doing that. Oh my it's going to take your kids even longer because they don't have that memory, that DNA memory going on. Our grandparents, at least my grandparents, were like drug happy with pain meds. Like it was, I don't know if they... I'm in a different generation thing because my mom was so much, my grandparents were so old when they had my mom mm-hmm. that I'm kind of, I'm off. But that's really, yes. So yeah. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the 60s that did that. I don't know. I don't I know. I think drugs were new and we didn't know. Yeah. And then 
because that's what they did and they thought it worked, you know, because they were living a pain-free, happy life. They did it to their kids. And so that's what we've been taught. Yes. Yes. But I feel like with our parents, it's kind of died down a little bit more than it was with our grandparents. I feel like our grandparents were just very, here's a pill for that. I don't know. Again, my grandparents were. Well, our parents are seeing the effects of it. Their, their peers are dying. Mm -hmm. Their, their peers are the ones with cancer, but yet their parents are still living. Right. And, and so it's hitting home with them. Hold on a second. I am 50 and I've got the disease. My mom got at 80. Yes. What's going on here? Yeah. And that's, and their kids, and their kids the being born with them. those diseases that their grandparents had at 80. I just did a Facebook post about this. Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait what? Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're waking up a little bit slowly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No. So listen to your bodies. <laughs> that's, that's basically the effect of what we're saying. And, um, the more you do it, you know, I know I've said this multiple times on, on mm -hmm. our podcast, uh, going into the grocery store and looking around at the groceries and yeah. getting what you want. Like the more you do that, the more you listen, the more your body will talk to you and listen to that little voice. Cause she gets stronger every time you listen to her. Oh, really? And it's, it's profound. It's, it's totally profound to be like, I wonder why I'm feeling pain. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's cause you stubbed your toe last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Like your body will literally do that to you. My body literally does that to me now where I will just answer my own questions. And it's like, I don't know where that came from, but my body is telling me <laughs> and it's yep. true and it fixes it, you know? So it's, it's profound and it's amazing. And like I said, it just listen to her. And again, again, this has probably been, gosh, I was first told to go into the grocery store and look around and decide what I want over 10 years ago. So this has yeah. been a decade process for me to like yeah. go from, I need to eat and drink and poop to my body can tell me that I stubbed my toe last week and that's why my foot is in pain. So, so please be gentle with yourself and don't expect you to be there next week. Yeah. It takes a while for her voice to get louder. But um, if you, if you really focus on it, you'll go faster than 10 years because I wasn't really yeah. focused. Well, that's what we hope to do is to give you the tools that have taken us this long to get there faster because yeah. we need to wake up faster than in 10 years. Absolutely. Like this has got to happen. It so. <laughs> go faster than a decade. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again on today's podcast and we'll see you back in a couple of weeks and go listen to your bodies. Okay. Right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you want to hear more, hit that subscribe button. And a special thank you to those who make this financially possible. To support this podcast, please follow the link in our description. To learn more about one-on-one -on -one coaching, books, and other resources, check me out at www.nicolehegstead.com. And check me out at thebewildlife.com. Our intro and exit music is titled Happy Song by Pachyderm. The song is licensed under an attribution share-alike license.